Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Sletsky, and on today's episode, I'm joined by Carissa Hill. Carissa is an expert at using social media for rapid business growth. She works with all kinds of entrepreneurs, from brick-and-mortar service providers to online product businesses, and everything in between. She has a great origin story and a wonderful Australian accent. I've tried something new in the show notes for today's episode. It's much more of a transcript style rather than a key takeaways. And I'd love to know your thoughts in the tech of business community. So at the end of the episode, I'll remind you of the link to join and then you can join in on the conversation. For now, let's get into my conversation with Carissa. Carissa, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me on the tech of business podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's going to be a great episode because we are talking about using all sorts of really cool technology, but not being in the tech business, just kind of finding the right tech to actually help you move your business forward. And of course, we are across the Pacific Ocean from each other, opposite sides of the world entirely, me here in Seattle, and tell the audience where you are live and what you do and all that stuff. And then we'll get into some fun conversation. Yeah, great. So I live in Australia. I'm actually in the Gold Coast hinterland. I live on top of a mountain um, in the rainforest. It's really very, very beautiful. Um, My background story is uh, I've been an entrepreneur basically my whole life. I'm one of those people that kind of starts to turn everything into a business without being able to help it. Um, And my first kind of successful business um, was in my 20s. When I was 21, I started a little spray tanning and hair extension business from home because I realized that I was a girl around that point and I really liked to you know, all that fake beauty stuff. Um, And it kind of really took off like faster than I thought it would. And by the time I was 25, I had three stores, I had nine staff, I had three mobile services, I had my own range of wholesale um, hair extensions and a spray tanning solution that I sold to other, you know, companies internationally. And Uh, I grew the whole business using Facebook marketing, basically, and a very basic HTML website, which I taught myself to do when I was young because I was a bit of a geek. And um, and then uh, four years ago now, I realized that whenever I was talking to other business owners, they didn't really want to know about spray tanning and hair extensions from me. They wanted to know how I had built that business and how I had not worked in it and how I'd used Facebook to get clients. Um, and so then I started teaching and coaching and now I've been selling online courses for the last, um, you know, four years, I've built a multi-million dollar business doing that. And now people want to know from me how I've done that. So (laughs) it's just a natural progression. (laughs) Totally. Absolutely. And yes, I think that every single business owner in the Tech of Business podcast audience is probably saying, oh, I could probably learn a thing or two from Carissa. So I'm going to start with why Facebook? Um, Why did you start with Facebook to grow your brick and mortar or local business? 
Yeah. Well, when I first started it, Facebook actually didn't exist yet. So I was using MySpace okay. um, way back in the day, but I did basically the exact same thing. And my number one strategy or reason why I like them so much is because I really love people. I really love connecting with people. So I don't necessarily see Facebook as you know a tool for business. I see it as a platform for connecting with people and connecting with like-minded people. So I've always been really like, I love bringing people together. I love building audiences. I love like introducing people and, you know, helping people to meet each other and connect with each other. And that's always been a really big part of my business growth strategy. Um, I also like to use platforms that I actually enjoy using for my marketing too. Like I've tried Twitter, I've tried LinkedIn. I hate them. So I don't bother with them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's mostly I'm on Facebook all the time. I'm on Instagram a little bit. So I do a little bit on Instagram, but Um, Facebook works for me because I enjoy it and my ideal clients do as well. Makes, makes perfect sense to me. And I think that the idea of using a platform or using a piece of software, no matter what kind of software it is that you don't enjoy is going to suck every possible ounce of enjoyment from it, whether it's in marketing or it's in the financial side of your business or it's in the content development. It doesn't matter what part of your business is you're in. I feel like that was like the golden nugget is enjoy what you're using. And if you don't enjoy it, find something that you do enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that you can be successful on any of those platforms. You really can, but it has to be what's right for you. Like you know, if you really don't like Pinterest, then don't try and use Pinterest. Um, (laughs) You know, it's just going to make it hard for you. Yeah, no, I I can definitely, definitely agree with you on that. So when you say that you, it's all about connections and, you know, I mean, obviously you've grown a lot from those one-on-one connections that things started out as, but let's, let's kind of walk through that a little bit of how you get started creating connections with potential ideal clients. Mm, I think it, it starts with showing up as like a real authentic, vulnerable type person. I think, I think you can't actually allow anyone to form a connection with you if you are not, you know, being open and being real and being yourself. Um, I have a Facebook group right now of 16,000 people and that's where like most of my audience is and that's where I do most of my online launches and things like that. And I feel like I have a really good connection with so many people in there. They, they really open up um, because I really open up and I don't just make it all about, you know, what I do in my business. I'll talk about like, Oh, I'm having this challenge with my toddler this week. Does anyone have any advice for me? Or, you know, so I try and be a a real person, not just a business. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of businesses are missing because they, they are actually afraid to, you know, put themselves into it. Yes, I definitely see that. And I think that's actually one of the reasons why I really like the fact that when Facebook started their groups, that it wasn't pages that were able to own the groups. It was the individual because that individual, it gives you permission. It gives you permission to actually be you and you don't have to wear this business persona. Of course, now, at least now in 2018, while we're recording this, Facebook has pages being able to be admins inside groups and it's a different dynamic and they're linked differently and stuff but I think that there is something to be said about being an individual versus being a business entity in Mm. that type of context I don't know what your thoughts are on that 
Yeah, I absolutely agree. I believe that people want to connect with people, not businesses. So even if you are a business and you, you know, you're trying to build a brand or your business name, you've still got to put a sense of personality into it um, in order for people to be able to connect with it. Because if it's all just, you know, surface based stuff and there's no, you know, depth or emotion or challenges or, you know, sense of humor or anything, then it's really doesn't give any, anyone the ability to, to be like, Oh, well, this business is actually cool or they get me or they're like me. Um, <laughs> and that's really what you want to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is a technical podcast. I like to talk about the tech that goes into stuff, into the business inside of that kind of thing. So I'm curious to know what type of content you like to create, why you create that content and how you actually create it. I mean, not just the tools that you're using, but just like kind of like the thought process behind it. Yeah. Well, my favorite, like I love live videos. I basically jumped on them as soon as they came out on Facebook. Um, I really love, and once again, it comes down to the connection that you have with people by using that, that um, tool, that, that technology, because, um, you know, I've always been big on creating videos in all of my businesses back. I didn't put myself in them in the beginning. It took me a long time to get the courage to kind of do that. Um, but I was always doing pre-recorded videos. And then when live videos came out, it was like, wow, I'm able to one cut down on the time consuming editing and uploading process because it's just directly there into, you know, on the page or in the group afterwards. So it saves time Two, it forces me to be a little bit more, um, you know, vulnerable and authentic and less scripted. Mm. And Two, it allows me to actually, you know, have a conversation with people who are watching in real time. Um, and I really like that because then, you know, I can greet people by name. I can ask them how they are. They can ask me questions. I can ask them questions. Um, and it's more about having a conversation with people than it is just about being on a video. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great format. And I, I really love live video. And it's one of those things that I enjoy watching. I enjoy, like, I will mark a live video if I see it on my feed and I'm not in a place to go back and watch it later. I don't remember ever having done that with a video that was not a live video. So even if a live video is something that you can't actually digest when it's live, being able to go back to it is something that I think is highly effective and it sits there on your page. So you have that access point for other people for a lot longer. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I, I do the same thing. It's really interesting. It's, it's one of those psychological things is that I, I mean, there's a little bit of that, that FOMO probably of like, you don't want to miss out on what someone said. And when you know that they recorded it live, there's a, there's a closeness, there's a connection level to that. I guess it's to that vulnerability that you're talking about. When you record your videos, are you going live direct um, on Facebook, on your phone, on your computer? Are you using third-party software? What have you decided has worked best for you? Yeah, so most of the time I will just use my iPhone and, and do it that way. Um, I do have a Mevo camera, which I use occasionally too. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one. It's like a live streaming um, camera, but it actually zooms in and out and crops in on your face and you can increase like the saturation and the contrast and make it look really like it looks like an editor TV show, but it's live. Um, okay. So that's very cool. Um, 
And when I'm interviewing people, I tend to use uh, BeLive TV. Um, I find that's what has worked best for me so far. Nice, nice. Yeah, those are those are great tools. I haven't actually got to play with that camera yet. I've heard about it and I will yep. drop a link to it in the show notes as well so people can check it out themselves. Now, when you work with your clients and I'm guessing you're working with clients all over the world. I mean, we got connected through a mutual contact who is here in the US and I know that you, she's a friend of yours and works with you. Um, so I know you work with people internationally. Mm-hmm. When you work with them, what is it that they are looking to accomplish for the most part? Yeah. So when my clients are working with me, is that what you mean? Yeah. 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 Um, well, I really, I specialize in rapid business growth. Um, so I help people to grow their businesses and get clients and make sales like quite quickly within, you know, a few months or even a few weeks. Sometimes it does depend on who they are and what their business model is. Um, but the majority of what people come to me for is help with, uh, Facebook advertising. Um, so I really help them to improve their online branding, um, understanding their target audience, creating offers that their audience wants from them, and then, you know, copywriting and how to write the ad in a direct response, um, conversational type way. So I've, for all of my businesses, I've run them all through Facebook. I get all of my customers directly through Facebook. A lot of the time I don't even have sales pages. I don't do like funnels or webinars or anything. It's like, here's an ad, people comment on it, they get, they have a conversation in Facebook chat and then a percentage of them buy. Um, And so you don't even have to leave Facebook. (laughs) And so that's, yeah, that's what I teach people how to do um, just through my own, you know, years and years of experience and finding out what works and what doesn't. Um, And a lot of the time it's, it's, it's based around changing their mindset and their way of thinking because that's how the results change. Okay. So you started using Facebook and obviously MySpace before that in a brick and mortar type business capacity. Do you still work with Mm -hmm. a lot of people who have local businesses or are you more working with online entrepreneurs? Yeah. So it's kind of, I'm kind of both at the moment. Um, I'm in a bit of a transition stage right now because for the last four years I've been teaching mainly brick and mortar businesses like beauty salons and, you know, B2C customers, e-commerce stores, um, some B2B like wholesalers, but most people have a physical business or physical products. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the last, probably the last close to 12 months, that's when more, more people now have been asking me how I have built my Facebook group, how I've launched in it. Um, and so I'm starting to do more, you know, teaching that kind of stuff um, this year. Nice, nice. And, you know, I mean, the reason why I asked that question and I'm kind of coming back to it is because the audience is not just the online entrepreneur. And a lot of times that when people are thinking that, oh, we're talking about tech, we're talking about online business, I wanted to really call out the fact that there are so many different ways of running a business and so many different business types. And you can be in the service Uh, business and still have a brick and mortar. You can have a product business and be online. And so it kind of crosses all of those, those spaces and things like that. Um, Kind of going into the best tactics for getting started, having a more um, content rich, video rich online presence on Facebook. Do you have any top tips 
for like starting to make videos and things? Yeah. Um, you know, for so a business owner who is listening to us right now and they're th- saying, you know, I'd really like to do this. I think this makes good sense. I'm curious what the top tips, what the starter tips might be for creating mm-hmm. more video content on a regular basis on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I think two main things that I have. One is that I actually made a really short, like 60 second video about this on my Instagram the other day. Um, Cause someone actually asked me that, like, how do you come up with the ideas for content or what to even talk about? And so I made a video basically saying, well, I just listen to questions that people ask me and then I will go and make a video answering that or talking about that particular topic. So it actually enables me to not even have to think about what to talk about. I can just either go into my, sorry, I can go into my Facebook group or I can go into someone else's Facebook group and I can just look at the questions that people are asking. And if I know the answer to that question, rather than just commenting on that post and answering it, I can do a live video about it or I can do a edited like short video about it um, or I can do a just a content post about it on my page um, and that way I know that I'm actually you know helping people with things that they actually want help with um, which in turn gets engagement because it's relative yeah no, that is such great advice and I've heard that advice before I actually created a spreadsheet that had a list of questions that people asked in a very specific group that I was able to be the person who answered them. So it was just a list of questions and I kind of created it as my content bank. And then I'm able to create, you know, blog posts or Facebook lives or Facebook posts or email newsletter content or anything like that. And this is all coming from a group that someone else runs, but I know that I can answer those questions. So I didn't take the question and the feed of answers that someone else, other people provided. I said, oh, I know the answer to that. And I was able to put it on my own content bank. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a great way of doing it. And sometimes I'll even like I'll see things that people are doing in other groups that I don't like and that will inspire like a big kind of ranty post about what not to do. And so then I'll go and, you know, (laughs) do something about that because I feel really strongly or passionately about it. And nobody knows that I was actually talking about them. Right. But if they they see it, they'll be like, oh, that sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're helping out your audience because now you've shown them something that you don't think is the right technique or the best technique. So yeah. that, that makes perfect, perfect sense. I really, really like that. Do you have any other tips other than, you know, looking at questions people are asking for creating that kind of video content? Um, I think the video, like, because it is putting you on camera, especially if you are going to do a live one, I think, um, you know, the energy that you put into it is actually really important too, because if you're just really like kind of flat or monotone or you feel like you're just doing it because you have to, um, that's the type of vibe that people actually get from watching it as well. Mm -hmm. So I think you do really have to have a little strategy around either like pumping yourself up a little bit or setting an intention for how you want people to feel when they watch it or, um, you know, just reminding yourself to smile and look at the lens of the camera while you're talking. Um, There's all these little things that, um, you know, I've just learned over time through experience, but I always find that I get a much better response from my videos if I am putting, you know, like a positive energy into it because then people get that, they can feel that energy when they watch it. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can see that if you go to your Facebook feed after you finish watching this uh, or listening to this podcast episode, and you go to your Facebook feed and just scroll through and see some of those live videos that are popping up on your feed. I'd kind of guess if someone is in a positive and upbeat mood or if they're doing it by matter of rote. Don't even turn on the audio. Just look at their visual cues. I would love to have a conversation about that in the tech of business community. So if you haven't joined already, definitely join because that I know is kind of the topic of the question that we're going to have for this week's episode. What do you think, um, Carissa, is the telltale sign of someone having a bad day on video and when you would give them permission to delete that live video? Yeah, well, I think there's only ever been one or two that I've ever deleted. And I think it's just it has been when I've kind of just been doing it for the sake of doing it. Like there's really been no actual, you know, purpose or intention <laughs> for it. Um, it's not even been for like entertainment purposes. Like some I do just, they're totally random. They're not even giving value, but it's just like, Hey, look at, I'm walking my dog and it's dressed as a unicorn. Like, <laughs> you know, I've done, <laughs> I've done some random things like that. Um, I think you can definitely, I think you can just, feel it when you're really open and honest with yourself like just pay attention to the way things make you feel um and if you feel like cringeworthy while you're kind of watching it then it's maybe not the best whereas if you feel <laughs> you know excited or happy about it then that's a pretty good sign that it's a good one nice nice and when people want to go and watch your videos are they going to find those on your facebook page are they going to find them in a group where is someone going to be able to connect with your videos yeah, so much of my content and my live videos all go into my Facebook group, which is just called um, Coffee with Carissa. Um, I do probably like a live Q&A in there about once a week and just random other little, you know, topics and entertaining things and tips. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, have a link to that in the show notes. And is there anywhere else that people will be able to see your content? Yeah, well, everything ends up on my website, on my blog. So you can go to coffee with, uh, sorry, it's just carissahill.com.au is the website. Um, and my YouTube channel as well. Most of my videos end up on there. Um, so, but if you go to the website, you can find links to everything else that I do. Nice. So that's repurposing content, which is a whole other conversation, which I think is brilliant. And I just, I love that. I love that so, so much that you're doing the live video, which is a way of connecting with others. And then you're, you know, making the effort to actually have conversations with people through the Facebook messenger. Is that what you, that's what you said, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And are you doing that direct one-on-one? -on -one? Are you having a team do it? Are you having chatbots do it? Where are you at with that communication side of things? I do all of the above. Um, <laughs> mostly it's my team because it's just, you know, my best, my best use of time is on actually creating the content for my business. Um, so I have a support team that does a lot of the messages and um, replies to people and initiates sales conversations and things like that. I also do have a bot um, hooked up to my page so that, you know, when people comment on one of my, my pinned posts to get my free ebook, you know, it automatically sends them the link to download that. Um, so that gets them as a subscriber onto the bot and onto my email list. 
Um, so I do really, really try to like, you know, make the most of everything and repurpose as much as possible. That makes really, really great sense. I love that. And I like to end every episode of the Tech of Business podcast with a little bit of a curveball question. And mm-hmm. so um, I hope that, uh, and I always come up with these right off the top of my head, just as I'm giving this intro. So for you, Carissa, what I think would be a great curveball question is if your favorite platform, Facebook, for, for marketing purposes and for the group and everything else, if they change the rules, that were in favor of the business owner being able to do more on the platform. And what would you want that change to look like? Mm, That's really interesting. I think, I think I would get them to change the algorithm back to how it was where you get more organic exposure for business (laughs) pages because it used to be so easy to share something and, you know, allow people to see it. But now it's, it has made it a lot more challenging. Um, But that can be a good thing because it makes people put in more effort to get it right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think maybe just allowing, Allowing people to choose maybe like as a, from a user perspective, what they want to see, because I know Facebook tries to figure that out organically. And sometimes I end up seeing all this stuff in my feed that I'm like, what the, why is it showing me this? I am not interested in these things. Um, So maybe if you had the power as a consumer or as a business to kind of choose what results you wanted, that would be pretty powerful. That would be awesome. I know you can select a page that you want to see first or people that you want to see first in your feed, but there's no way to say, okay, this is my A list. This is my B list. This is my C list. This is my, I'm liking this because my friend's sister's cousin once removed asked me to like it. (laughs) You know, that would be a really, really cool feature. And I just love this question because it brings out so many ideas. Every single time I ask a question at the end of the episode, it always makes my head go, wow, look how much more (laughs) can happen and can be done. Yeah. So Carissa, thank you again so, so much for coming on the Tech of Business podcast today. I will have all of Carissa's links in the show notes. And if you're on your podcast player, you can just click on that artwork. The show notes will come right up. And if you have enjoyed this, don't forget to check out Carissa's group. And if you're not a member of the Tech of Business community yet, come on over and hang out with me and uh, other guests and other uh, tech interested people over there. The Tech of Business community is super easy to join. All you need to do is go to techofbusiness.com forward slash community and it'll take you right over to the Facebook group. No need to sign up for my newsletter, although I got to tell you, there are some really fun stuff that I'm sharing in there. I just wrapped up the last office hours of the year, which went out exclusively to the newsletter subscribers first. So they had the opportunity to ask me just about anything tech related. If you want to be able to access office hours in the future, be sure to get on the Tech of Business newsletter. We send out emails about once a week. Okay, I will see you again real soon and definitely in the Tech of Business community. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.